This is Paul Schneiderman today on the 86th edition of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Today as my special guest, I have basketball legend Kenny Anderson. Uh, I want to recognize my engineer today, Lucius Tenebris. Uh, Rainier Avenue Radio has a lot of programming going on at the station, sports, and all sorts of other shows. My show's been around now since 2017. Um, Kenny, let me give you a little introduction. Kenny Anderson is a legendary basketball player. He was a number two pick in the 1991 NBA draft, New York City basketball legend, former NBA All-Star. Kenny's currently coaching at Fisk University in Tennessee. There's a, a documentary about Kenny's life that came out, I believe, in 2017, Mr. Chibs. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. Kenny, I appreciate you coming on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Oh, man, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I really appreciate you doing this, Kenny. Uh, Kenny, you've been interviewed so many times. You, 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 so many different people have asked you questions about stuff. So I'm going to try to ask you some different types of questions at times. Some <laughs> of the questions you've probably heard before, but let me try to mix it up and and uh, try to learn some, some – maybe maybe get into some questions that haven't been asked before. Hey, Kenny, I know you had a stroke in 2019. How are you feeling yeah. these days? I'm feeling I'm feeling well right now. I'm glad built. I go to the hospital like Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and um, you know, just for my memory, I lost a little bit of my memory. So thank God, thank God. But you're going through some rehabilitation and uh, making yeah. improvements, then. Yeah, making some great improvement. You know, I just you know now I have to uh, have everything written down and in front of me, you know, to to so I can remember, you know. So it's it's been fine. Well, so glad you're, you're feeling better and, and a young okay. guy to have a stroke, but it sounds like you're yeah. making a lot of strides. Kenny, you grew up in New York City, and I'll tell you, I, I mentioned a story to you off the air, but I remember when I was a kid growing up in North Seattle, and I've always been a basketball fan. I was at home mm-hmm. reading the Parade Magazine list of high school mm-hmm. All-Americans in basketball, and, and there was a sophomore by the name of Kenny Anderson from New York City, and I said to myself, i got to watch this guy, Kenny Anderson. I mm-hmm. can't believe it. He's a young guy on this on this list, all these juniors and seniors. And let me ask you something, Kenny. Um, you were you were at the top as a young basketball player. And while it's great to be at the top, people are also trying to bring people down when they're at the top. How did this early stardom affect your life, Kenny? Um, my early my early stardom, it, it, it helped me a great deal. I went to Archbishop Law High School in Queens, New York, played for the legendary uh, coach Jack Karen. He was just an awesome coach. And my mentor helped me a great deal, Vincent Smith, uh, the older brother of Kenny Smith, who played in the league and went to UNC. Um, so it, it, uh, Pierre Turner, who's also a lawyer. And um, those those guys, you know, really looked out for me and really and really raised me the right the right way. And so so I was I was just blessed, man. I was blessed to have everything that I needed. And I wanted to just play basketball and just to do do well in life to take care of my mother. I really had dreams to buy my mother a big house and nice car and you know and I and I was able to do that, you know, with the with the with the goal in mind of just working hard uh on my basketball game and working hard in the classroom which I did at Archbishop Malloy High School. So the the early stardom, you, you you think that it it, it you get long term it helped you being being like you know because there's some athletes that start off as kind of strappy players that they weren't way at the top and they get to the top but you feel being at the top is young. Kid, no, I was, I was, when I was, I was young, I was young and it all happened for me early, fourteen years old. You know, uh, 
uh, 14. I was I was the best in New York City, and for four years I was the best. <laughs> so it was just an awesome feeling, and um, I won the MVP um, in the city championship at 15 years old. And ninth grade, I played on a varsity team. Play, I was the only guy that played on a varsity for four years at my high school. And it just was, you know, it was a. Uh, it was fun for me, man. It was fun for me growing up in New York City and playing for Archbishop Law High School, and um, it just it just was great, man. Yeah, it's an incredible story. Your talents as a as a young player, Paul Schneiderman, host of sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with basketball legend Kenny Anderson. Hey, Kenny, you mentioned growing up in New York City, and you, I, I believe you grew up in a pretty tough environment in New York City. Do you think your basketball career could have gone in some different directions? If you didn't grow up in New York, if you grew up in, say, the Midwest or Deep South, whatever, do you ever think about that, about what affect New York growing up? I, 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 I really never thought about it. I just, you know, I know Mecca, I know New York is the Mecca of basketball and, and all the great point guards, you know, I, that I looked up to, you know, uh, before me, uh, Kenny Smith, Rod Strickland, uh, Mark Jackson, Pearl Washington, Kenny Hutchison, Kenny Patterson, these are guys before me that they they had just hell of a careers, you know, playing the game of basketball. And I always, you know, I always wanted to be like them guys, you know, and, um, you know, I was able to. So, you know, just I just thank God for my blessings. Those are big names you mentioned of some of the, the yeah. aforementioned players, great, great players you mentioned. Kenny, you played at Georgia Tech for two years, and you left early to enter the NBA draft in 1991. As I mentioned in the introduction, you were the second pick in the draft. Um, do you ever wonder, Kenny, if you would have benefited more long-term at all if you stayed in college and played at least one more year at Georgia Tech? Or do you look back and think your decision to leave after two years made complete sense? Yeah, it made complete sense. You know, I wanted to stay at Georgia Tech because I was loving school, I was loving Georgia Tech, loving Atlanta, and but my, my but everybody, my my mentors and everything, you know, saying I I should go because I, I would be high in the draft. I would be I was go I would go one, two, or three, you know, in the draft. So I had to go ahead and make that jump to the NBA, and um, I went number two to New Jersey Nets, and it was a blessing. Yeah, looking back, you feel it made sense. Because some players look back and feel they should have stayed another year or two. But uh, it's interesting to hear your perspective, Kenny, on that, um, on your decision to leave away. By the way, do you have any opinions on the one-and-done rule right now? And, and I know you're coaching at Fifth University as well. Any opinions yeah. on the one-and-done rule the NCAA has? Yeah, yeah, I had so if you, you know, one and done. Just just go pro. Don't go don't go to college. You know, just go pro. You know, I I don't you know, necessarily agree with the one and done rule. You know, if you're that good, you know, why even, uh, why even go, why even go college, you know, go, go straight to the pros. That's, that's how I see it. Kenny, you know, you bring up a point there. They actually, you're right. A player just has to, has to wait one year after high school. So I guess he, he, yeah. he can go pro like in Europe. Whatever yeah. Year. And I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> kinda, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of now. Now, are you doing schoolwork in college? <laughs> if you want it done, <laughs> you know, are you are you doing? Are you learning anything? You know, wh- about 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 schoolwork? About this is this is just just to get ready for the pros. That's just and I, and I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Just go, if you're that good, go straight to the NBA. 
go, go practice your trade. I got you. Yes, go practice your trade. Yep. And you went back and got a college degree in 2010, which is impressive. Yeah. I had to go back to, you know, get my degree. I wanted to go back. I went to St. Thomas University in Miami. I wanted to go back, but I also wanted to coach on a college level, you know, um, so I had to go back and get my degree. So I went and got my degree at St. Thomas. It was just a, it was, it was a great moment. 2010. It was a great moment. I wish my mother was there to, to, to see it. Um, to see me graduate and everything. And this was, this was an awesome time for me, you know, and, um, uh, um, I, it just was, it was a great, it was great. Well, Kenny, your mom would be very, very proud. So it's, yeah. it's uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Kenny, you know, I know I she'd be proud of me. Excuse me. I know she'd be proud of me because I'm helping these young men, you know, and that's why I chose to, to, to coach on the college level, the NAIA level, small school, private, private level, school fish university this is this is you know i I got it from my 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 high school coach jack curran and my mother always wanted me to give back and this is the way i can give back to help these young men if they want to go pro they want to go overseas they want to get a good education i I can drive that in them you know I love it. I love it. I love coaching these young men and, you know, are most of the young men on your team? Are they from, are they from the South or from all over the country? Yeah, they're from Memphis. They're from Memphis, Mississippi, uh, you know, mainly from um, the South. So, and, you know, yeah. And you enjoy coaching at historically black college university. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely love it. I definitely love it here. I, I gotta build it. I gotta build it, and that's what one of the things that I'm trying to do here um, at Fish University is just build a program. I've been here for two, three years now. Uh, we're not gonna have the season this year, you know, with the COVID issue and the and the problems that you know every everybody everybody in the world is going through. So I understand that, and um, it gave me some time to think. And um, you know, just just get just get all of this together, you know. Well, it seems like you're playing a big role, Kenny, in building up the basketball program at Fisk. So it must be fun to to, to kind of uh, really build something up. Yeah, yes, that's that's the main thing, and and that's what I love to do. Um, if I can build this program up, it'd be awesome, man. And I know I will in time. In time, I will. Love it. Well, I'm going to keep following what you're doing at Fisk University. Paul Schneider again on sports and stuff with the legendary basketball player Kenny Anderson. Kenny, I know you went through some financial challenges like many people have. Let me ask you a question, Kenny. Do you think there's more the NBA and the Players Association can do to protect players financially? Like, would you support some kind of rule the players must um, limit their spending money or something? Do you have any thoughts on the, the NBA? Players Association, the NBA, the players. players Association, NBA, the Players Association—they're doing a great job. But I, I don't think when you when you when you when you grow and when you get to 20, 23, 24, 20, that's 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 your life. <laughs> you live it the way you want to live it. But you should be more wise, more wise on your spending habits and your money situation. But um, I, I think they're doing a great job now. You know, there's a lot more money. Uh, when you when you make it to the NBA and it's a lot more money, you know, than when I played in the NBA. So definitely you get you you have that um that um that uh 
the 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 NBA and the NBA um the what are, you know what I'm saying um uh, the, the the players association yeah excuse me excuse me excuse me because that's what happens in my stroke if I don't write all this thing this stuff down that I'm talking about. I will just forget it. <laughs> this is a big job. Plays, a job. Yeah, I'm doing a pretty good job. So the NBA Players Association is doing it, and they're doing a great job helping, you know, some of these young players, you know, with their money, and and, and that's awesome. But you don't think you don't think they should like regulate how players spend and things. You wouldn't go that far. No, I think no, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's it's um you know you have to live and learn, and I and I I lived and learned. You know, through 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 all of it, my ups and downs, and um, you know, it, it's been it's been great for me. It's been great for me. I don't know how many uh, young men could say it. You know, right, right. Well, interesting to hear hear your perspective on uh, yeah. you know the whole financial management issues of players. Yeah. Kenny, I've asked this question to all sorts of guests. You may you may hear this question and go, really, really? But let me ask you this question, too. And here's a couple of the answers I've gotten. I've gotten Sandy Koufax. Yeah. I've gotten Tiger Woods. I've gotten Kareem uh-huh. Abdul-Jabbar. gotten Russell Wilson. gotten the name Mike Tyson. Kenny, you know a lot of athletes, and you're a big-time athlete yourself. If you could interview one living athlete or a general manager owner, have an extended conversation with any living sports figure, who would it be? Uh, Joe Montana. I'm oh, a Joe big Montana. fan of him. I'm a Joe Montana fan. I've always been. But, you know, uh, uh, Joe Montana, you know, uh, I would like to interview him. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. But um, when he was with the 49ers, I really che- I cheered for him to win. And he won four Super Bowls. He was awesome. He was awesome. I love that answer, Kenny. I hadn't had any of my guests answer Joe Montana yet, so I will add that yeah. uh, famous quarterback to my list. He would just—he he yeah. would just be a fun guy for you to chat with. Yeah, oh, definitely. I just want to just chat with him about just everything in life. Love it. Great answer. Great answer. Yeah, I'm getting all these different uh, guests are giving me all these different names, and it's just—it's been a lot of fun when I when I hear a when I hear a guest uh, answer that question. Kenny, there was a, I believe, 2017 documentary about your life, Mr. Chibs. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a fascinating story about a lot of the obstacles you've gone through and, and everything. What was the main message that you see in that uh, documentary about you and your life? Just growing up, you know, when you're young, you don't have anything. You know, certain things you, you go for in life. And I just wanted to take care of my mother. I just wanted to give her a nice home and you know, I wanted her to do everything in life that she wanted to do. But you also have to understand, you know, you're doing, you're playing basketball, you're making a lot of money, and and that's for yourself. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I realize it now. Like, oh, I got to take care of myself better now. And, um, you know, it was always taking care of others. That's, that's the, that's the main thing um, that I, uh, I focused on back then. You know, I just wanted to make it so I can take care of, um, you know, my mentor, Vincent Smith, Pieter, you know, all the, all the guys, and then my mother, you know, things, my family, and, and I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried about myself, and and and, and that affected me, you know, somewhat in my life. 
Well, your documentary has received a lot of great view, reviews. I yeah. recommend my listeners uh, watch Mr. Yeah. Chibs. And Kenny, did you come up with the line that basketball is easy, life is hard? Yeah. Yep, yep. I came up with it. And uh, uh, Jill Campbell, my director, she she did a hell of a job producing my, my, my documentary. And, um, and, and that's what it basically is. You know, my life with basketball has been so, so you – know, it, it, it's crazy. I look back on it now. My, it's been so easy for me basketball but life in general has been difficult you know and uh right now i'm 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 doing well i'm doing well in my life and uh i, I just got to keep it up well i think it's amazing all the a lot of challenges and obstacles you've had and how you're you're coaching now and it, it, yes. it's really a great story about a about a man who's had some challenges and is and is, is yep. doing well paul schneiderman again hosting sports and stuff on rainier avenue radio with uh, with the great kenny anderson Kenny, let me ask you something about about like high school and little league sports. And you know, you know, like it's interesting because so many different professions get trained. Like hairstylists get trained, you know, or training for car mechanics. But when it comes to like coaches, like little league coaches, high school coaches, there's usually no formal training. Would you like to see coaches at the little league level and junior high and high school levels go through like a certification process before they can coach? Yeah. I, I believe you should have that, you know, coaching, you know, certification, because there's a lot of coaches out here that's just doing it, you know, doing coaching for the wrong reasons, and they and they're getting, they they they're they're assaulting with the mouth and everything, even right. with the hands, some of these young players, and I don't think you know those kids should be, you know, um, you know. Uh, into that, you know, about about coaching and, and getting on them like that. You know, I think you should have a certification if you if you're getting into coaching. Right. You know, I was never a lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of them. You know, the AAU coaches are right now is, is really going going forward going forward with that is just a little bit crazy to me. You know, uh, how they coach their young 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 players, young men. You like to see the, the, a, little, a little bit more of a certification and training. I, I, that's an interesting opinion. Yes. You know, Kenny, I, I was never the athlete you were growing up, but I, yeah. when I was coach. When I had dealt with coaches at the, the K through 12 level, it was like the good, the yeah. bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, were, there, there were some really good ones, some okay ones, yeah. some really bad yeah. ones. You know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you're, I hear your point, though, Kenny. There's just certain certain coaches should not be yeah. with kids, you know. Yeah. So. yeah, there you go. There you go. You, you hit it right on the nose. Thanks, Kenny. Kenny. Hey, Kenny, you know, um, I want to ask you, you played for nine different NBA franchises. Uh-huh. And who else do you think is an underrated NBA player, someone you played with or against that never really got the attention, but you think he's just a great player? Can you mention an underrated player that you played with? Or oh, against? wow. Um, I, 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 you know, just off the top of my head, I played for the New Jersey Nets, a rookie you know, my rookie season and everything. So I would say Chris Morris, you know, he went to Auburn University. He he was a great, you know, uh, two, three. Then he played for Utah where he had some of his um, great, great, great games at, great times at. Um, yeah, I, I say Chris Morris. He, he was a great forward. He, he never he never got the, never got as much media. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I really believe that. Chris you know, Morris, uh, I like that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chris Morris and and um, uh, Dana Barrows. I played for the Celtics. He he made the All Star team with Philadelphia. He was a great shooter. 
Uh, he went to Boston College. Dana Barrows was great. I'm just going down some of some of my teams. I play uh, J.R. Ryder, Rasheed Wallace. I played with that. They were great players. Those are great players. Um, so you know, I, I play, and, and I played with uh, uh, great players in the NBA. You know, I played with Larry Johnson, uh, Dale Carey. Uh, ah, man, I played you know up in Seattle for you know for a cup of coffee in Seattle. I played with Gary Payton, you know, um, he was a great guard. Um, uh, I played with, you know, uh, who else? I played with Derek Coleman, Jordan Pedrick, you know, that's how I started my career with. And they were just right. awesome players. Well, Jordan awesome. was no doubt the best guy you, you played against, Michael Jordan, no doubt the best. Oh, Jordan, my, you know, I, pl- I played in the era of all of those uh, great ones. They called, uh, Jordan, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, LeBron James, you know, I played against all of those guys, but I'm going with Jordan. Jordan was the greatest. Yeah, it's hard hard to argue that. There's a big debate between LeBron and Jordan. But you go Jordan, uh, Kenny. Yeah, I'll go Jordan. Yeah. So, so fun to hear a lot of those players you mentioned. I used to watch Dana Barrows when he played in Seattle. You're right. He had, he had a great yeah. shot when he played. He, he, that guy yeah. Play. yeah, he had a good shot. And Kenny, you mm-hmm. played for, like I said, nine different franchises. Yeah. What was your favorite year in the NBA? What was the favorite, favorite? Uh... So my my favorite game, my favorite years, you know, I, I say years uh, was, was definitely. Uh, it's three teams that I give a lot of credit to in my career: uh, New Jersey Nets, uh, Portland Trailblazers, and um, Boston Celtics. Those are the third. I played thirteen years combined with those three teams and, and those when I played on a high level I played 30 something minutes a game you know for all three of those teams so you know and then we played uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals against the New Jersey Nets um, what was it 2003 uh, the, um, the Celtics versus the Nets so I had, I had a great time with those three teams all the other teams is, you know I, it was all it was all good you know I played for uh, Seattle, um, the uh, Clippers, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, not long. You know, those are not long team. You know, I didn't play for those teams long, but I was I was coached by a lot of great uh, coaches. Like you said, you got a cup of coffee with a bunch of teams. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. But <laughs> with a bunch of teams, I got a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's great. Paul Schneiderman, host of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with uh, the great Kenny Anderson. Kenny, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had to pick one, you played for nine franchises. If you had to pick one franchise you identify with the most, would it be the Nets, Blazers, Celtics, or another franchise? Which one? I would have, you know, it's tough because, (laughs) but I was an all-star with the New Jersey Nets, so I got to give a lot of credit to the New Jersey Nets. But Boston and Portland was my my my, my you know three teams that I you know I truly love. Portland's a nice Northwest city, isn't it? Yeah, I love Portland. I love Portland. I love New Jersey, and um, I love Boston Celtics. You know, I you know just I played for some great organizations. Oh yeah, no, I, I, and I had fun watching you. Hey, Kenny, I want to, you know, this is a Seattle-based show, we're on the World Wide Web, but we're yeah. a Seattle-based show, and I watched you when you played for the Sonics back in 2002-2003 yeah. season. You, you played uh, for part of the, the year with the Sonics that year, and, and we talked about this off the air, Kenny, for a couple minutes, but 
you know, I'm a casual fan. I don't claim to be an X's and O's genius with basketball. But but it struck me it would have been pretty interesting if the Sonics could have figured out a way to have you in the same rotation with yeah, Gary Payton yeah. have like a double point guard combination. Uh, was there talk about making that happen? Tell us more about that with you you playing with Gary. No, 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 no. There, it wasn't going to make that happen because the era of where we play. But now I could see, you know, you playing in a little smaller lineup and things of that nature. But Gary Payton, you know, he had a great career, him and Sean Kemp and uh, up there in Seattle. And uh, he's a Hall of Famer. And Nate McMillan was our coach. So he coached Gary Payton and he played with them. So it was just a tough situation to be in. But um, it, I should have uh, – because the second I got traded, but but when we played to, together, I, you know the second half of that season, I started playing pretty well. I pretty I pretty enjoyed it, you know. But um, that was um, that was his uh, his team, you know. That's where he came from and everything for so many years, you know. And um, you know, uh, um, Coach Nate McMillan did a, a great job. Now he's coaching in a year, you know. He coached for Indiana Pacers for so many years, did a great job, and now he's with the Hawks. So those are great guys, you know. Um, so I really didn't have no, you know, no nothing negative to say. It was just, a, you know, I, I was really hurt when Boston made that trade. That was it. I was hurt when Boston made the trade. Gary Payton's a fun guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely a fun guy. You know, somebody, somebody you got to get to know. He's a great guy. Yeah, I met Gary a couple of times. He 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 he's yeah. uh, he's very personable. You know, Tim, yeah. I remember. And let me know if my memory's off. But I remember when you got traded by the Sonics to New Orleans. You were happy being traded uh, by the Sonics to New Orleans. Do I have an accurate memory of that? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I, somewhat because it was it was. I started playing well with Seattle, and I was like, ah. I open, sometimes you, you you open your mouth too. You're too soon, you know. Yeah. I started playing well, and then boom, I got traded to New Orleans. They needed me. When we made the playoffs, um, I played. What we played, we lost to the Sixers, but in, in game four or five, if I remember. But uh, I played for Paul Silas, who who was a great coach. Um, you know, it just it, it just wasn't me, you know, um, up in Seattle. It was just a, a strange situation to be there. Looking back, Kenny, you, you, you wish you had maybe a couple more years up in Seattle playing? No, I, I don't look back. I, I, I kind of just look at my whole NBA, my NBA career, and I just thank God that I was able to play for for long as I did, 14 years. And it just was a blessing. I played on every level, uh, high school, college, pro. Like, basketball has been, you know, Basketball has been easy. Life has been difficult. You know, that's the Mr. Chibs doc. If you haven't seen it, go out, get it, rent it. And um, you, it's, it's a great documentary on my life. Yeah, it's so neat that there's, there's, there's a documentary about your life, Kenny. Paul Schneider again, sports and stuff on Rainier Ever Radio with uh, the great Kenny Anderson. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm a, I, you know, I was a big Sonics fan, so I wanted to yeah. play a little longer. <laughs> but, but I hear you're yeah. you know, you, you can't look back yeah. now. And you got to kind of move forward as well. So, hey, you know, Kenny, I recently got connected with you on Twitter, and yeah. Sonic fans loved it because you came out in favor of uh, bringing the the NBA yes. back. Yeah, on that. What? It was really neat what to see the, support yeah. the cause. Let, let me ask yeah. you a question, Kenny. You, you know, 
you know the business side of, of basketball. Yeah. Do you think it's really going to take two and a half billion dollars as an expansion fee to get the NBA back in Seattle? Do you buy that number? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money, but uh, I do buy it. You know what I mean? But Seattle is just an awesome place, man. It's an awesome place. They got a uh, Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks football, they got to have a basketball team with the Sonics being there, was once there. Uh, they got the women's NBAs there. It's, it's just it's just a shame that they don't have the NBA there. You know, they got all these different colleges around. It's great, great basketball, football. It's just, you know, you got to have basketball there. To, for, for what, I'm think, what I'm saying, you know, it's just I don't understand it. I really don't. So hopefully they'll bring basketball back in um, in Seattle. It would be awesome. Well, I love, love your support of the cause. It looks like it will hopefully happen happen this decade. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more, Kenny. You know, Seattle's a, a west yeah. northern city. People, yeah. And it's really, there's really a basketball culture in Seattle. You know, part yeah. of that has to do with the weather a little bit. People are inside a lot, too. So, But yeah. uh, I, I'm with you. 41 years of history, and it, it really is a good NBA city, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely. I loved it. I loved it when I played. When I played, I played up in Portland, you know, and then I played for Seattle. It was just a great town. You know, it was it was just great, man. Kenny, you know, you played under Howard Schultz. He was your owner when you played for the Sonics. Yeah. There's been a lot yeah. of criticism about Howard Schultz, the way he managed the team and the way he sold yeah. the team and all that. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on Howard Schultz as an owner about what you see that may have gone wrong during his ownership of the Sonics? Because you played, I, I really wasn't. I, I really wasn't there. I played on. I didn't really get to meet him and all that. You know, I really didn't get to meet him and, and get to know him. But in, in that type of business, it's a it's a it's a business of just you know, if I make my money, I'm good. You know, that's the type of business. If you're not a basketball junkie, if you're not you're not living it, and I'm not sure if he's really into basketball. You know, I just think it was a, a it was a business decision he made. You know, and then then Starbucks, you know, it was 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 great up there and great up there in that area and. um Things happen, you know, but I wasn't, I didn't really meet him, you know, um, you know, when he, when he um, owned the team. So I really couldn't, I'm just telling you from what I saw, maybe he wasn't a basketball lover, you know. Well, Gary Payton said in, in the Sonscape yeah. documentary, Kenny, Gary said yeah. Howard may understand the coffee business. He didn't understand the basketball business. That's what Gary said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he might, yep, he might, he might, he might, he realize, he know, he know, you know, because he was big, you know, up in Seattle. And, um, you know, and I, I think him and um, Howard Schwartz didn't get along. So it was just a long, you know, history right then and there, you know. Something with Howard Schultz, a lot of people thought he came in really enthusiastic, but he may have been a little naive about why he changed the league and things like that. So maybe he just was had some expectations that didn't quite, you know, they didn't meet, they didn't quite uh, get there. But who, but who knows? There's been a lot of accounts of yeah. Howard as an owner, and it, it's uh, it's yeah. frustrating that, that it look, looking back as a Sonics fan, it looks like there were some ways to keep the team in Seattle back in those days, but it didn't happen. Hopefully yeah, but I, yeah, I think they get a new team. They got have to. They got everything else. You know, it's a great, uh, like I said, it's a great market. And um, I think the city will really uh, step up and be a part of uh, having NBA, you know, there. Well, Kenny, if we get a team back and see how we'd love to see it again in the new arena, it'd be a lot of fun to have to see you with some of the fans and, and so forth. Yeah, definitely. Kenny, 
Are you fighting, Kenny, with your background as a uh, prominent uh, former NBA player? Are you finding that helpful with recruiting at Fisk University? Yeah, because, you know, right now I'm fighting a little bit because we don't really – we don't we don't have scholarships, so I'm, I, I gotta go to some of my you know the, my, my my friends and things of that nature to to get to get us some 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 scholarship money, you know. But cause it's, it's a private school, and uh, it's a very good school academically. It's one of the top in the country. But I'm trying to build a basketball program. But uh, give me some time. I've been here two years, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited where where we're going. But um, I just need some help. I just need some help. Well, it sounds like you're on you're on the right path. Can yeah. we, we got a couple more minutes here, and let me ask you something. When historians look back at Kenny Anderson, 50 years from now, yeah. 20 years from now, 100 years from now, whatever, how do you want to be evaluated, Kenny? What do you want to be most remembered for? Yeah. All 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 I can say is, hey. He, he gave me some he gave me some exciting times when he came and played, but he was a good man. That, that's basically it. You know, he played basketball, but um, he was a good man. Well, Kenny, it's been a lot of fun to chat with you. Really appreciate you coming on sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio, and uh, that, that's you and I definitely stay in touch, Kenny. I appreciate you doing this. My man, my man. Thank you. Thanks okay, for having peace me. Peace to you. All the best. Thank you, Kenny. You take care. All right. All right. Bye bye.